0: Can we clap it up right now for our U.S. missions, man of God who's here? He's God. Amen. I brought a very, very, very special friend here who I believe is going to bless you and minister to you in a powerful way. And we're going to share, I would say, our story because it's not exclusive. Uh, everyone, I need you to say the missing link. The missing link. See, when we talk about things like Bigfoot and Sasquatch and dinosaurs, we always talk about what's the missing link. But I believe that you are going to find out the missing link. There's a reason that John and Elizabeth Smith, we happen to be here in Elk Grove, California, here in 2023. And I can truly say that Al Eden is the missing link. So we're going to share a story that I believe is going to be absolutely powerful and will minister to you and bless you. So, Father, we just thank you that as we share in this Missions Sunday for Home Missions that you would minister to people, Lord, as we talk about the power and the impact of missions, we pray for heaven's grace and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Help Pastor Al and I to flow and be one in mind, body, and spirit. Well, not body, but mind and spirit. Amen. Praise God. And we thank you, Lord. Give your people uh, eyes to see, ears to hear, and the heart to perceive what the spirit of the Lord is saying. And bless this time and give us a revelation of the power and the impact of giving and of missions in your son, Jesus Christ. Holy name we pray. And everyone say it. Amen amen and amen. So I want to tell you real quick, today is the Festival of Giving. Pastor Liz may have just mentioned that, but we have our guests from Rancho Cardova New Life Center. The Felicianos will be here this evening at 5 p.m., and we are going to celebrate them and support them with our Festival of Giving. Um, and with that being said, because almost 18 years ago, Pastor Liz and I were the festival giving recipients after Hurricane Katrina that hit back in 2005. That's the reason, that's how we were introduced. But I'm going to talk about Pastor Al Eden as the missing link because he was the link between Harvest Church in California and us in the city of New Orleans. Now I want to tell you real quick, our theme for 2023 is Christ among us. Christ among us. And it comes from the scripture in 2 Corinthians 2.15 where it says for we are to God the pleasing aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. So we are, the, uh, to God, the pleasing aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and to those who are perishing. One of the things that I wanted to do was have uh, Pastor Al Eden here because the Alive in Christ, if you're a part of Alive in Christ, let me hear you make some noise real quick. Amen. This is one of the strongest, most energetic groups in the church. Uh, Sister Pearl, I saw you dancing and jumping with the young people a couple of weeks ago during the installation. I go back and I said, what is that young woman over there hanging out with the teenagers? You thought you had them fooled, but I know you're a little bit older than the teenager. But the Alive in Christ crew, uh, Pastor Al is 87 years young. Amen. 87 years young. And this man of God is still traveling and preaching and ministering. Don't don't be fooled because he may move a little bit slow. He is still strong and fast and swift in the spirit. Amen. And God is still doing mighty things through him. So do not let your age be a marker or a barrier for what God can and can't do. When God says he's done, then he's done. You don't decide that before him. Can I get a good amen? Praise God. So I want to introduce you to my good friend. This is Pastor Al Eden. He's kind of like a spiritual grandpa to me, amen. I don't call him a spiritual father. He's a spiritual grandfather. And um, he has a connection to Harvest Church and what happened 33 years ago. So over 20 years ago, he pastored in the, uh, it was more than 20 years ago, but he pastored for 20 years in the Northern California district in San Jose, San Leandro, and in Tracy, California. He was also a presbyter back in 1990 here in Northern California. Pastor Al, if you don't mind telling us, you were part of a very important meeting back in maybe uh, 1988, 89, that had an impact of what happened here in 1990. Could you tell us about that presbytery meeting you were part of? Yes, sir. Amen.
1: It's. I'll tell you what. God's still doing things. Amen. <laughs> if you haven't, if you haven't got in, in in the flow, you need to get on there. <laughs> but anyway, I was I was at one of the presbyters, and uh, we were talking about planting churches, and uh, one or two said, "Well, we've got plenty of them," and uh, I planted. Anybody ever been to, um, well, no, we're not going to talk about that. (laughs) But anyway, uh, we voted there to begin this whole area up here to plant churches. And we knew some people that, or some guys, or maybe ladies, that were going to plant churches. And so we got behind it. And some of you probably remember it but I've always wanted to take a look at it and see what it was. And I got an invite and here I am.
0: Amen. <laughs> so there was a young man probably in his, his late 20s at the time named Scott Hagen that was a part of the group that you all were looking at in that presbytery to send here to the greater Sacramento area to plant the Planet church. And one of those several church plants from over 30 years ago happened to have been Harvest Church. That's true. And you were part of the group that was planning and, and said that we needed to plant more churches in this area and region, correct?
1: Yeah. Well, I'm a church planter. Amen. Amen. And, uh, you, know, you know, if you don't plant something, you're never going to reap anything. Wow. I mean, that's how it is. And, uh, you know, now, by the way, it costs money. <laughs> look at the person next to you and say, are you helping?
0: That's good. Yeah,
1: You helping? If if, if they get that sneaky look on their face, you know they're not. <laughs> By the way, I'm just playing vanilla. Yes, sir. That's what CM Ward told me one time that I was playing vanilla. My wife said it at that time. She said, it's the most expensive uh, stuff. And I said, I'm not vanilla. But God's good. Look at the person next to you and say, God's good to be part of what God's doing.
0: Absolutely. That's
1: what this is right now. Yes. it's, It's what God's doing.
0: Amen. Thank you, Pastor Al. So in 1999. Uh, Pastor Al Eden left Northern California and moved to Louisiana and he started pastoring a church in the northern part of the state in uh, Bossier City Louisiana uh, called First Assembly Bossier City and we met maybe about 20 years ago so um, when we were just around the time that we started pastoring House of Prayer Church uh, in the beginning of 2003 is around the time that we met But we really connected in 2005 during Hurricane Katrina. Pastor Al, what was some of the things that was... um, What was one of the the biggest impacts that you had? Because you were pastoring a church, you were ministering in Bossier City, your church is growing, multiple services, people being saved. And then the middle of that, Hurricane Katrina hit and something happened in your heart as you were watching the news and seeing what was happening in the city of New Orleans. What happened in your heart in that moment and what did you do when you, you ended up coming to the uh, district office in Louisiana?
1: The first thing was I didn't want to mess with anything. I didn't, want it, I didn't want to get involved, you know, that's a mess down there. And I'm sitting at my desk and uh, boy, the news was something. And finally, I felt here I needed at least to go to the district office. You know, that shows you're interested. Now, come on. You've done some things just to show that you were interested, <laughs> and and you weren't. <laughs> so, so I got in my, I called my wife, said, I'm going down, told the secretaries and associates, I'm going down to the district well, It's what's 125 or 30 miles. Yeah. And I got on that freeway and I went down there and I, I'm not gonna get involved. Now, come on, <laughs> come on, come on, don't look pious. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not gonna get involved. And I walked in the district office, and it was packed. Yeah. And somebody said, there's 500 people out at the campground. Wow, that's more than it could hold. And uh, so I walk in, and who do I see? But she's sitting right over there, married to him, and she, and she had that look on her face. Don't you tell her I said that. But it was a mess. I'm talking about that place was a mess, and every ring, people ringing their hands, and what are we going to do? And we've lost 50 churches, and and all this, you know. So I was ready to leave. I'll take an offering. Come on. You know, slip a ten. So, so, uh, now she said something to me, but I don't remember because I was thinking about other things. But there was a guy sitting at the desk, and he was answering the phone, and people were calling about giving money, and uh, I heard him say, "You'll have to call back." Now I'm smarter than that. <laughs> like my little cousin says, I might to be, I might not be dumb but I am not stupid, (laughs) you know. And uh, so I said to pastor's wife, I said, Miss Elizabeth, what's going on? And she she just looked at me and shook her head and that wasn't what I wanted to hear. (laughs) But she had that look, something's got to happen. And there's all these people in here and everybody wondering what somebody else is gonna do. And the superintendent said, And I said, I'll be sitting no, come here. I think she laughed when I went in his door. Now, folks, I'm not sure. Pray for me. <laughs> but anyway, I went in there and he said, Somebody's gotta get a hold of this thing. I said, Yeah, you do.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And he said, you're gonna take it. Well, I said the first thing we gotta do get that get that guy off of that first desk over there. I said he doesn't know how to answer phone. But anyway, to make a long story short, it wasn't long. I was in the knee deep. I was gurgling, saying, oh, "Boy, how did I get?" It? I called home and my office and said, "Look, I'm down here and I don't know for how long." It was a long time.
0: And, and let me say this. What happened was he eventually left his church and became the full-time point of contact for Louisiana District, for all of the churches, pastors, ministries, and even other Assembly of God districts around the United States to help funnel resources and finances back into the rebuilding of churches, the pastors that lost everything and to help the people at the campground. The campground had a 400 person capacity. We had 500 people there. My wife and I lived at that campground for 32 days on a bunk bed because we lost our home and everything that we own. So we didn't know, you know the depth and the degree at the time that Pastor Al was willing to leave his successful, growing, prosperous church to come down and help people who have a problem that wasn't his problem. Come on, we're talking about the power and the impact of missions. Because he understood the power of missions, he knew that for us to bounce back and come back, that someone had to do something. And in the men's uh, ministry, that men's breakfast uh, uh, last month, one of the statements I made, I said, leaders lead. Leaders don't wait for someone to do something. Leaders move into action, rally resources and people, and leaders lead. And this man being a leader, he led, and the superintendent turned over the responsibility of that to him, and he began to gather resources and people and finances from around the country to help us at the campground to help the churches that were totally destroyed in the city of New Orleans and to help the pastors and the associate pastors who went from having incomes and salaries to nothing overnight. This man was a part of the, the turnaround that started back in August, September of 2005. Amen? Praise God. Thank you, Pastor Al. I think maybe one of the things that I want to do is I'm going to, to show the video uh, here in a second. But one question I have for you is what are some of the ways a local congregation like Harvest can support home missions?
1: Well, first, they've got to wake up.
0: Mm. <laughs> yeah. Amen. You know, you, know, you,
1: know, you know, I promised the Lord that every time a a, a, a pan or a bag went in front of me I'd try to put something in Right. Good. and on, I was in in two weeks I was in a meeting and I, I had slipped a hundred dollar bill in my billfold and I didn't have anything else right. <laughs> yeah some of you got it some of you said oh me <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the hundred went in but I, I, I did kind of cry <laughs> You know, you know, I'm human, but but see, in missions, I've been th- been in 35 countries, and I don't I don't know where I have been. Sometimes my wife asks me where I've been, but I told her I wouldn't. She was in Russia, and she's <laughs> I told her I wouldn't take her there. I'm too old. <laughs> Man, amen. That's a big smile. That was a big one, but. But anyway, you, 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 you got to decide that you, you are individually involved in missions. Yes. Never got one amen.
0: It, oh, it was silent. There was an, I thought we were at the funeral. It got real quiet.
1: There was an old me back in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> so, could you
0: repeat that again? That we need to individually what? Yes.
1: Well, we, you know, all, we've been taught to just give into an offering, and we're going to, and they're going to decide where to put it, and mm-hmm. all of that. And uh, and I'm not against that. I've been in, in, I've been in foreign missions, and I've been in um, U.S. missions, yeah. you, you, you now, but that's home missions. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've planted five churches from scratch for to the pastor. And uh, you know what? I, I cried when I left them. They were bigger than where I was going. But you know what? God didn't say, he's going to bless you for how big your church is. He said, look at everybody's either lost or going to hell. Mm -hmm. Or going to heaven. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, God taught me Charles Greenaway he said, Al, personally, you, Nick, involved in, in giving and it's a faith promise. Yes. I said, Charlie, what do you mean faith promises? He said, people tell more lies in Pentecostal churches than you can shake a stock at. <laughs> and I said, what do you mean? He, he said, they make pledges and then they can't make them. Mm-hmm. So he said, I've invented personal faith promises. As God blesses me, I will give this. And if God doesn't bless you, you you are not you are not under obligation. Mm-hmm. But he's going to and you want to hang on to it. Yes. Right. You say, how you know? Because I've been there. Look at the person next to you and say you have too, but they anyway, don't. <laughs> they'll buy your lunch after so noon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But folks, it's it's. I built churches overseas, but I didn't do them with just a church saying, "Oh, bless God, we're going to build a church." No, 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 no. People said, "I want a part." Yes. In that particular ministry, whether it's overseas or yes. it's down the street, right. And and I believe in faith promises. As God blesses me, I'm not just going to the offering, I'm going to pledge myself. Yes. As God blesses me, and he will, by the way. Amen. You'll have the money for that particular project.
0: Amen. That's good. Am that's I, that. Is, that, is that far out? No, that was, look, I, that's, that's the right thing. Amen so praise god thank you what we want to do real quick uh right now actually is we're going to show you a video to let you see what happened during hurricane katrina and why it was so significant that harvest church came alongside of pastor elizabeth and i and why it was so important for pastor al eden and the district office to raise the funds and the resources to help us to return back to New Orleans. Uh, I've had people um, not understand the weight and the gravity of how difficult it was to come back to New Orleans. They're like, oh, go get a job. There were no jobs, there was no city, and portions of the region was completely wiped out. The only option we had was to leave the state of Louisiana and and not pass through New Orleans. That was the other option. Or it was churches being missions givers, partnering with us, leaders leading like Pastor Al Eden and connecting churches like Harvest to us so that we could come back and pastor another 18 years. Amen. Amen? Amen. Amen. So when I spoke to you earlier about an anchor in the midst of the storm. I wasn't just saying that because that was a cute phrase to speak in the midst of worship. I was speaking to you from real life experience. At this point, we had been pastoring for two and a half years. I was 27 years old and that happened. We lost our entire congregation. Our congregation was scattered over six states from Arizona to Florida. And to this day there are people that were a part of that congregation that i still have not seen in person we lost everything i had two uncles that died because of katrina that car that was my car that was flooded that was our home the neighborhood it took over a decade for that neighborhood to begin to return post katrina there was no like 24 months 36 months it took a decade for that community just the the neighborhood to return. So when we talk about being anchored, we're talking about in the midst of the worst tragedy that you can face, that Jesus Christ has the ability to ground you and root you no matter what you face. I remember being on airplanes flying and people like, I'm atheist. I said, well, let me turn you from an atheist into a believer in Christ. Because if you are atheist and you went through this, how do you bounce back? There has to be something that's real that anchors you, that pulls you back with the gravity back to reality to let you know you will survive. You don't have to commit suicide because all life is hopeless. But you can keep running this race and you will be stronger than you were before. Amen. Now, during this particular time period, Pastor Al just reminded me, we were a part of a group that ran the campground. So this is happening in New Orleans, and we're at the Assembly of God campground, and we were flooded with, four well, 500 people, even though we had capacity for 400 people. We were flooded at the Assembly of God campground, and my wife and I had the uh, the... <laughs> I think the 12 o'clock to three o'clock in the morning shift, and then we would come back in the daytime from 12 at noon to three, and we were taking people in who were who were moving to the campground because of what happened in in uh, Louisiana and New Orleans. And then Pastor Al had left his church, moved to the district office to Alexandra to help coordinate the financial support and the release of finances. And my wife was also over there uh, helping with him to coordinate and get resources and people and things in the places that they needed to be. So this was a very critical time. Um, I'm going to show them maybe the second video and then I'm going to have you speak on uh, a couple of more things. Uh, Pastor Al, is that okay? Great. Let's go ahead and run the second video because I know we're getting close to time. But let's go ahead and play that second video real quick. This is after churches and teams, Missions Giving Churches began to partner with us through the help of Pastor Al Eden through Convoy of Hope, who was helping to coordinate the relief effort on the ground from Springfield, on the ground in New Orleans. This is what happens when Missions Churches rise up and support home missions so we had missions teams come from uh michigan massachusetts washington state and new york city during that time frame that was uh some were represented not all of them were represented on that video and it actually ended up being 1.5 million dollars of renovations over a 20-month period when kind of when we reached about a 90% mark and we said, okay, it's time to come back. Now, what's significant is in 06, after we were in construction, this is when uh, Harvest Church came and brought us here for the Festival of Giving in March of 2006. And what happened, Harvest actually helped us to speed up the timeline of planning the church by two years because we had an empty shell of a building. We 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 had no furnishings and no resources, and Harvest basically furnished the entire building with the Festival of Giving that allowed our timeline to go from replanting the church in 2008, because what would have happened is we would have had to travel around the country making appeals, asking people to help us to get what we needed to come back stage by stage, uh, phase by phase. But what happened when Harvest did it, we were actually able to plant the church and fall. Of 2006 instead of waiting until fall of 2008. Wow. Amen. So this is the faith promise that we're doing for this month of missions. And it's basically three premises, uh, pray, give, and go. One of the ways that we can pray is obviously praying for missionaries, praying for the people that we support and the projects that we want to be a part of. We can pray. Second part, Pastor Al, just take maybe two or three minutes and talk about the give portion with the giving and faith promises. Uh,
1: the reason it's called faith promise, it's if as God blesses you, you have committed that as God blesses you, you will give that much money. And, uh, Brother Greener said, Greenaway said to me, he said, oh, He said, there's more liars told, lies told in meetings for people getting pledges. And he said, they don't send them. So if you get a faith promise, you say, as God blesses me, that opens you up for God blessing you for the specific thing that you're going to go after mm. what you're doing.
0: Absolutely. And it works.
1: Yes. Now, I've been a foreign missionary. I've been a U.S. missionary. And, and I've been married myself. I have a wife. She's right over there. And some of you need to pay to your wife. Pay attention to her. Because a lot of times, the ladies see the need. Yes. And that's why... Uh, I'm not gonna get on that. Uh, <laughs> amen. I'll get I'll be in trouble.
0: Yeah, don't get in, don't get in trouble, not today. You can wait till a second service and you can get in trouble then, amen. <laughs> Praise God.
1: And but, the, but okay. that's, but that's the difference. Yeah. We used to take pledges and then we felt condemned because we didn't have any money. Mm. So you make a faith promise and then God it says, As God blesses me, yes. I'm gonna give it And God will bless you because he wants you to do it.
0: Amen. That's good. That's simple. Amen. There's the power of sowing, and I want to say this in closing. We give as a church to missions. We tithe to missions. But there's something important when you specifically say, I am going to personally give to missions. The first time I ever went to Israel, Pastor Liz and I had several $100 bills. And we said when the Lord prompted us to give or sow into a fruitful ministry, we were going to do it. And every time we went to a ministry, the Lord says, give. We would give them a $100 bill of U.S. dollars into that ministry until we had all seven of those $100 bills sown into the Holy Land. I said that we are sowing into fertile soil, we are going to reap an abundant harvest in our personal lives. Amen. And there was something... Because we knew that our organization was giving to the people in Israel, but we say we want to make it personal. We need to plant seed personally into the land. And I want to tell you, when we do the first faith promises, we're asking you to make it personal. For you to say, God, this is what I'm going to give on a monthly or weekly basis personally and to sow into the harvest that we can see souls saved churches, planets, and, li- and lives transformed and missionary supported. Amen? Yes. And the last thing we can do is go. On March 11th, we're doing the work day at New Life uh, Center in Rancho Cordova. We have the opportunity to go and serve that ministry in Rancho Cordova. But I also want to take it the next step and kind of give an altar call of uh, thought is pray about if God would have you Answer the call to missions. When I was voted in on November the 6th, and I I said this, and I'm going to hold Harvest's feet to the fire, and I don't back down from what I said. I said this church is too big to have more, to not have more people launched from this ministry around the world in missions to serve on the mission field and to become missionaries. I love supporting missionaries, and we're only going to do it to the next level, but I believe that some of us are called to be missionaries, and we need to count the cost, take up our cross, and say, Jesus, yes, I will do it. Yes. Yes. My, wife, my wife was teaching in Brooklyn, New York. She had a master's degree, and she left. A great career to answer the call to ministry. I was playing football and was tracking towards going to the NFL and I surrendered the NFL and laid it upon the altar and said Jesus I'm gonna answer the call of God. You can clap now but you're not gonna clap with my next statement. I have no sympathy for people who reject the call of God for their personal convenience. I'm not going to lie to you and say, baby, it's okay. You don't have to obey Jesus. Just go ahead and do you, baby. I'm not going to lie to you and tell you that. I'm going to say you need to obey Jesus, you need to count the cost, and you need to say, Lord, here I am, send me. I'm going to stop making excuses of convenience and how my life is going to be inconvenient. I believe the cross was inconvenient, but Jesus did it anyway, amen? I believe the beatings he took was inconvenient, but he did it anyway. He didn't make excuses. He says, Father, not my will, but thine will be done. And I believe we need to have more, not my will, but thine will be done, believers here Amen. at Elk Grove, at Harvest Church, and in the Sacramento region. And when we do it, we're going to see an explosion of the gospel. That's it. Amen. So we need to pray, give, and go. Hallelujah. Worship team, you can come up. Wow. Amen.
1: God's here.
0: Yes, he is. There's
1: anointing in his place.
0: Yes, it is.
1: There's some people God's dealing with about the call.
0: Go ahead. Go ahead. Go with it, Pastor Al.
1: I do not see well, but I have I've lost my my sight, but not my vision.
0: Mm. <laughs>
1: I don't have time for the stuff, you know. But when, you, when, when you ask me if I'd come, by the way, there's anointing in the house.
0: go yeah. oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh, yeah.
1: You say what happened to you? I got old, <laughs> but that, but I got a beautiful wife. She takes care of me, Amen. and she's anointed from the top of her head to the woo glory. Anybody happy in Jesus? Anybody excited to, that you can have a part in what God's doing? Huh? God's talking to some people. You need to come right up here. There's some people God is is giving you the 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 the, the I call it the punch, but but some of you, God has been dealing with you. And I'm not going to tell you what, I could probably, but I'm not going to tell you what God's saying to you. But God's talking to you to get involved in the kingdom of God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things out there being added to you. Did you know that's in the Bible? Yeah, that's in that's the Bible. Glory. So if, God, if, you, if you sense something in your spirit, just get up and come up right here, right now.
0: Come on, who is the Lord dealing with today speaking to you about the call of God, speaking to you about responding to the call of God, speaking to you about missions, amen? Come on. I was on a football field, playing football and started having visions of myself preaching the gospel. (laughs) On a Saturday night, I thought I was losing it. Come on over, my brother. Come on up. But the Lord says, no, son, I'm showing you your destiny and what I've created you more. to do. And I believe the Lord has been showing some of you things, and it's been like, God, I don't know.
1: Well, you got to want a lot. Oof. you, you got to want. That's you gotta right. What God has for you. Yes. Now, I'm not going to tell you what it's going for. I could, but the anointing is on you. There's some more. There's some right over there in that area that need to come up here. Mm. Come on. It's time to respond. You know, you know who you are. It's time to respond. It's time. They're coming. Come on. You say, what are you gonna tell me? Nothing. God's already told you. Mm. Uh Hello? How many of you are alive? Wave at me if you're alive. Amen. Come on. There's some more. some more. Come on. Come on. Now, we're not going to take a long time because some folks got to get out of the parking lot, but I want you, oh, you feel that? I feel it. Dear Lord, I want you to just take both hands, lay them out like this, and say, God, give it to me now to clear so I know what you're talking about. Then, Now, surrender. Just raise your hands. Just raise your hands. And in the name, above every other name, the name of Jesus, the Holy Spirit of God is moving in your lives right this moment. Wow. Now, Father, you're talking to them, and I pray that you'll help them to listen. God's dealing in, Lord, you are dealing in their heart. And it's going to go from the heart up to the mind, not from the mind to the heart. Now, Lord, I pray that anointing to be upon these. You have spoken to them. There's several out there that have not come, but these, they have offered themselves to you, Lord. Now, in Jesus' name, the name above every other name, I pray you'll start blessing them in ways that they they can absolutely see that God is on their side. And that God will make a way where there seems to be no way. Hallelujah. 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 Now then, you need to share. We're not going to take a lot of time. But just turn around and start and pray for the person next to you where, where it's easy. Just the person next to you, just lay your hand on them and pray for them right now that God will absolutely anoint their life and absolutely loose them to do the call of God that's on their life. Hallelujah. 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 Pray one for another. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. anointing the anointing uh, thank you give him thanks give him thanks oh hallelujah hallelujah and some of us gonna spill on some of them out there hallelujah 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 as you as you go back to your seat the anointing's going with you <laughs> hallelujah go back and sit down and just let the Holy Ghost move all around you.
0: Hallelujah. We're going to close here, Pastor Al. But this is powerful. I believe God's been speaking to people and they responded today. Amen. And I want to say thank you because you were the one that got the phone call in the district office from Harvest Church or the the, the information that you partnered Harvest Church with House of Prayer Church and because you did that 18 years ago, here we are 18 years later. Amen. Praise God. Glory to God. Amen. Yes. But had you not left your church to come to the district office, that never happens. You had to obey God. Uncomfortable inconvenient. It wasn't your problem. But you said, Lord, here I am. Send me. For everyone that came up to the altar, I pray that you would have a legacy moment like this man is going to bring to heaven. I believe there's going to be a jewel that God's gonna place in his crown when he gets to heaven, and then that jewel is gonna write, is gonna say Hurricane Katrina on it. that God would bless you in like manner. I'm going to close and dismiss us for this first service. I believe the Lord has done something. If you have not been born again and you need to be saved, we're going to stay up here at this altar for a few more minutes. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and you believe in your heart that he was raised from the dead, you shall be saved. Do not leave this place knowing that you could go to heaven, but you may be destined to hell. Jesus came to wreck the destiny of anyone who was moving towards divine destruction to bring you into divine purpose. And if you need salvation today, I'm going to stay here at this altar for a couple of minutes, and I want to pray with you to get saved, to be born again, and to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. want anyone to walk through the doors of Harvest Church and have them leave knowing that they had access to heaven, but we missed the opportunity. So if you need to come up to this altar, you come up. I'm gonna pray with you. Look, you look, if you don't want nobody to see you, just go around the side and then come up and then we'll get you saved and then roll you out. Amen. Come on, you could you can get saved on the sneak tip. We we'll can get you saved and roll you out. Hey, come on, let's repent. You good? You confessed, you say, God bless you. Go ahead out the back door, amen. However, we gotta do it. We're gonna get it how we get it, amen. Well just staying with me. I'm gonna dismiss as and as, as we leave I'm going to have the worship team just sing and play just for maybe two minutes just to dismiss but Father we just worship you and we honor you we thank you for your goodness and your mercy we thank you for how you are moving Holy Spirit in the midst of this church this is a missions given church this church has been faithful for 33 years they're so good seed and good soil but God I truly believe you are ready to bring us to the next level Lord God in missions and I wanted them to see the impact that they made because they decided 18 years ago to reach out and say we want to do something. So I bless Harvest Church for the generosity in times past and the present and what will go forth in the future. We thank you, Lord God. In the name of Jesus before you go, there are faith promise cards. If you want to get a faith promise, I'm not asking you to fill it out today, but I'm asking you to grab one on the back of your chair, bring it home, pray and say, God, what do you want me to give? for 2023 harvest is going to keep giving the missionaries but we can go to another level if you say personally i'm going to make a commitment to something as god blesses because i promise you the bible says god gives bread to the eater and seed to the sower if you say god i'm going to give more god's going to give you more to give ecclesiastes that's in the word of god so, Father, I bless them with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. And I pray that as they go, they would go with the blessings and the fullness of God. Bless your people and be with us, Lord God. In your Son, Jesus Christ, holy name, we pray. And all of God's people said, amen. amen and amen. Give the Lord a good hand clap. We love you all. Thank you so much.